Numerous Ohio State fans are high on Trevion Henderson. Are NFL scouts high on him as well? We have an answer for you during today's episode of Locked on Buckeyes. You are Locked on Buckeyes, your daily podcast on the Ohio State Buckeyes. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Buckeye fans? Welcome back to another episode of Locked On Buckeyes for the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jay Stevens, also the host of the Jay Stevens Podcast. It is Thursday, June 15th in the year 2023, and this episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash College, and when you enter promo code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE, they'll throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti-style tumbler with Every order during today's episode, we will be joined by my favorite NFL draft analyst, Mr. Ryan Roberts. He's here once again. And every offseason, Ryan and I go through draft-eligible players and get a preseason or preseason NFL draft um, point of view from a scout and analyst and see what he has to say about these guys after watching the film and how they can move up draft boards during the upcoming season. But before we get to Ryan one quick statement about yesterday's show. For those of you on YouTube, I apologize. There were some issues with the video, which is why there was no video for yesterday's show. It was audio only. Also, it was a recruiting update talking about Jalen McClain, the latest Buckeye commitment. So if you want to get some information about that, go to Locked on Buckeyes on Apple, Spotify, Odyssey, wherever you get audio podcasts, you can check out yesterday's show. Ryan, I'm glad to have you back. I've been waiting for this show for quite a long time. And not only am I excited about today's show, but you have a little extra excitement in your life as well. Ryan, welcome back to Locked on Buckeyes. And what's going on in your busy life? Well, it's it's been very busy, man. I mean, a little over two weeks ago, my second daughter came into the world a couple days early. So we're uh, dealing with the newborn stuff, trying to figure out the sleep schedule. And a two-year-old also is going through potty training right now. So it's a little bit hectic in the Roberts household. And I just went back to work this week uh, after a two-week hiatus. So it's uh, it's busy, man. It's busy. But I'm, I'm excited to get back into the groove of things a little bit. I'm still trying to figure out that transition a little bit, to be honest. Still very tired, but I, I'm working through it, man. I'm doing the best I can right now. Doing the best I can. That's, that's all you can do is do the best you can. Yeah. It's a new thing for anyone adding a uh, having a new newborn in their home. But also when you add in potty training, buddy, that's, hey, I need it. But your wife needs help here and your daughter needs help there. You're just trying to get everything done and keep everybody happy. Well, Jay, I would say this. I, I I was talking to someone on. I think if I forget if I was on a podcast or if I was just talking to someone just generally. Like things have just kind of been merging together the last yeah. few days. But literally, I would rather deal with three newborns than deal with one newborn and a potty training situation. Man, <laughs> potty training is the worst. Like newborns. Newborns aren't that bad, man. At night, you have to figure out the sleep schedule and get them acclimated, all that stuff. But like generally speaking. They poop, they sleep, they and that and they eat. That's all they do, man. Potty training, you have to have like your eyes like a hawk on kids, which is just uh, it's not fun. My my daughter, my daughter pooped on the floor yesterday. I'll put it into oh, context man. like that. She pooped on the floor. So yeah, it's it's fun, man. It's fun. It's fun, fun times. <laughs> These are the kinds of things I have to look forward to as I am getting married in a couple of weeks. Ryan, whenever my wife, well, my fiance now, eventual wife, and I end up having um, kids, I may have to text you and be like, hey, man, you are right. 
It's uh, it's everything you said and a whole lot more. Ryan, we got two talented running backs today, Trevian Henderson and Mayan Williams. I say talented because I do believe both are talented. At times, the production on the field, I don't believe is a great way to look at the talent, just the physical God-given talent and abilities that these players have been able to um, put out on the football field at some point in time. Sometimes in high school, definitely for the Buckeyes, they both have been talented players. But I think the one that gets the most attention is Travion Henderson. Broke records during his freshman year, battled injuries during his entire sophomore campaign, did not play in the bowl game against Georgia. People were wondering, is he going to transfer? What he, is he not going to transfer? I even said, like, hey, I understand if he transfers. I get it. But from an NFL scouts point of view, scouts don't really care about transferring. They maybe do a little bit, but analysts look yeah. at the stuff on the field. You saw one thing freshman year. You saw another sophomore year. How do you summarize what we've seen from Travion Henderson during his two years of being a running back at Ohio State? It's it's sort of similar situation to the Derek Stingley stuff, and I'm not putting mm. him in the same realm as far as like a, a prospect, but Derek Stingley was incredible as a freshman, and then he was uneven and injured as a sophomore, right? Where you're just kind of like going into his junior season, you're like, am I betting that he gets back to freshman form, or am I kind of meeting somewhere in the middle, or am I just relying on the most recent film? Because most recent film is very up and down. I mean, it was. I mean, even to begin the season when Travion was a little bit more healthy than where he was, obviously, during the latter stages of the season. Like, it was just very uneven. But I would say this, Jay. I, I think that there is – I like to kind of go in the middle of both worlds right now. You know, like, it's there's a tentative nature that needs to be there because the most recent film is not the most impressive film of all time for Trayvon Henderson. But – the 2021 film, there was a lot to like there. There was a whole lot to like. So I'm meeting somewhere in the middle to have like modest expectations right now. I still think he's talented. I still think that he could be one of the top backs in the 2024 NFL draft when it's all said and done. But it's about proving it, right? It's it's what what have you done for me lately? Travion needs to have a big 2023 college season or else it's just it's it's going to be a little bit of a stagnation from a draft process perspective. It's a good way to look at it. I, I do believe he can do some good things on the football field. Like, yeah. even though people that listen or watch the show, Lachlan Buckeyes, consistently, you guys know that I'm not going to shy away from my analysis. And Travion Henderson was not a good running back last year. Like, I, and I don't even believe, Ryan, it was all the injuries. I think sometimes vision kind of was clouded a little bit. I don't know if you saw the same thing, yeah. but I think it kind of hindered him. And when he got the ball in his hand and – really disrupted some plays that could have been four or five or six-yard games that were a loss or maybe no gain at all. So I think with Henderson, I think consistency is key. I don't know how consistent he's going to be on the field, uh, how consistently he's going to be on the field, because I do believe the Buckeyes will use two backs, maybe three, which might hinder a rhythm that Henderson might be able to get into during the fall. Do you see the same thing, Ryan? I would I would categorize Trayvon Henderson as a feast or famine back in okay. the sense that I think that he has the ability to create some big plays because the one thing that Trayvon has is when Trayvon gets a crease, he gets a step, he is a fast player. Like when he gets to the second level and breaks the second and get into the third level, my guy can run. He's a legit 4-4 flat type of athlete. Like he can run, man, which is great because he's going to be able to create some explosive plays. 
But feast or famine, the famine part is kind of what you're talking about, in my opinion, Jay. The two biggest issues I have with Trayvon Henderson, outside of the injury stuff, like that's, you know, that's a separate topic. One, I don't think he sorts through traffic very well. There's a lot of plays where he'll break open to the second level, and I feel like he just kind of lowers his shoulder and barrels into someone instead of like, let's get creative. Let's make a move here. Yeah. Let's be a little bit of, you know, second level smart as far as being able to make a guy miss. And then the second thing, which when we talk about Mayan Williams is the complete opposite, is that Trayvon Henderson does not have great leg drive on contact. Like he does not create a bunch of second level effort runs as a running back, or at least he did it in 2022. So not being able to work consistently through contact in the sense of vision and feel for space, and then not being able to create second effort runs with your lower leg drive and physical power. Those are two things that he lacked, especially in the 2022 season. Now, again, when he gets to the open, when he gets a crease, my guy can go. So there is going to be some scouts that are going to be very excited about that fact. But if we're talking about an every down back, a guy that's potentially going to be the lead ball carrier in a in a, at least a tandem situation, you need a guy that can give you consistent. If there's three, you need to get three. If there's four, you need to get four. If there's only two, Get to, don't lose to. And I really think that Travion's ability to work through contact is the biggest negative in his game right now. It's something that is just very, very troubling on film right now. This episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. As the weather continues to warm up, we're all looking to find ways to add fresh new items to our wardrobe. Something that helps us look good and feel good at the same time. And our friends at Bird Dogs provide that for you. Bird Dog Stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. Bird Dog Shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but fit way better. They fit way better than regular shorts that are made of a stiff, restricting cotton. Go to birddogs.com slash college and enter promo code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for a free Yeti-style tumbler with your order. Once again, go to birddogs.com and enter promo code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for a free Yeti-style tumbler with your order. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. I see it, and I believe it, but also, Ryan, is the frame... An issue, like is a beefier frame going to allow him and help him to navigate through traffic and some of those tougher yards that are needed to be an every down back? I think he's kind of a stiff runner, so I think he kind of runs a little bit upright, and I think that his lower body is just solid. Like, I don't think he has a thick lower body. I mean, like, when you compare it to Mayan Williams, you're like, that is a completely different build. <laughs> completely different. Back, right? Like, com- completely different. So, Travion's going to be about 210, 215 pounds when he's in the NFL. Like, he's going to have solid weights, but I think to your point, Jane, I think that it's very spot on, is that he is not the most physically built lower no. body of all time. Mm-hmm. And he runs a little bit upright. Like there's yeah. just too many. Run- I was just, I was watching a game yesterday and it, I think it was the 2021 season, if I remember correctly, but there was this one run where he had versus outside zone and he cut on a dime, got explosive upfield and created like a 10 or 15 yard run. But when it was time to make a move, he just trips and he just kind of fell over his own feet. And I'm just like, there is, I just don't think there's great contact balance there, man. Like, I just think that there is a little bit of limitation for him to make moves on the second level and break through contact. And I think that's partly because I don't think he's the strongest lower body player of all time. And I don't think he plays with great bends. He is a very upright 
outside zone runner. This is a Lamar Miller type of back for a comp, right? Like that's who I see. And Lamar was a solid running back in the NFL. But for anybody that watched Lamar Miller, whether it was with the Miami Dolphins or Houston Texans, you know that in a blink of eye, he could create a big play. But then there could be a game where he has 20 carries for 65 yards, where you're just like, he just wasn't able to consistently churn out yardage. That's what I see. I see Lamar Miller when I watch Trevion Henderson. Interesting you say that because at the spring game this year, I was there by fiance and we got to sit pretty close to the field. So we got the while I was sitting right literally a few rows away from where the running backs were warming up. And I was looking at Henderson and Dallin Hayden and Chip Trainum from linebacker to running back this year as well. Uh, a lot of part of yeah. last year back there this year. And I look at Henderson. Now, Grant, he's going through warmups and he's not playing. He's still recovering from injury. But I said, he doesn't look that big. And she's like, are you sure? I'm like, yeah, he doesn't look that big. And I was looking at a lot of upper body, but even a lower body frame, a lower body is not, if I think of an every down back, the lower body is beefier than what Henderson is right now. And that might be an issue with the sometimes balance or the tripping that you mentioned. That might be yeah. something that could help him is simply the lower body workouts to help that, that part of your body, part of your frame to be a better running back. Because, Ryan, I know going into the season, Buckeye fans, either Henderson or Williams. I'm more Williams, but if Henderson does some of the things we're talking about, Ryan, he might not only, like, be higher on my board in the Buckeye running back room, but also, talk about NFL draft analyst yourself, you'll be higher mm -hmm. on him as well. And maybe say, hey, come out of school, go to the NFL, come out of school early because you saw the signs of growth that you wanted to see from him in 2023. Well, I think there's a big separator between college football player and NFL draft prospect, yes, right? Yes. I think that there is a world where Maya Williams is a much better college player in 2023 just because of his ability to hopefully stay healthy and be that churner and to move the move the pile and all those, you know, great grinder stuff, right? Like he can do that stuff. Trayvon Henderson's always going to be looked at as the higher prospect, in my opinion, barring another injury setback because he has that big play potential. And okay. NFL teams are going to clamor towards it. But on the other sense, Jay, because we know that scouting is a very old man game, right? Like it's yes. very archaic in a lot of senses. Yes. There's a lot of NFL teams that are going to gravitate towards Mayan Williams more than Trayvon Henderson because of the dependability factor, pass blocking factor, grinding every down, one, two, three, being able to just get that yardage that is in front of them. So it's a very nuanced conversation because there's going to be some that are very – I think there's going to – I would say Trayvon Henderson is a very volatile draft prospect this year. There's going to be some that are super high. There's going to be others that are very low, and there's not going to be a ton of middle ground. Mayan Williams, on the other hand, is a guy where I think it's just going to kind of be consistent across the board. Like, everyone just kind of likes him. You know, like you like him. Trayvon Henderson is going to have a lot of fans, and then they're going to have a lot of second guessers. Like, I just think he's a very volatile prospect right now. When it comes to Henderson, we're going to go back to Williams here in a second. Let's just say, Ryan, yeah. we're recording this on June 14th. Let's say the draft was on August 1st. What yeah. day, day one pick, day two pick, day three pick, would you draft Henderson if the draft was on August 1st? Of this year based upon what i've seen at this at this moment i would say he would be a third to fourth round pick for me so late day two early day three and again that's not a shot because running backs are just in general becoming less valued from a draft perspective at least from a slot perspective so i think some teams will really like him i think some teams will second guess him so there will be a lesser number of teams that i think value him that heavy 
But I think he's got day two talents. There's no doubt about it. And if he has a great season, you could talk me into him being a top 50 pick and an early second rounder. I think he has that type of upside. But right now, I would say late third, early fourth round pick. That's what I see with Travion. The same question is going to come up, come up about Mayan Williams here in a second, Ryan, once we yeah. keep going through it with him. But I said it earlier. I'll say it again. I'll say it before the season starts well, as you get closer. Mayan Williams is my guy. I love the running style. I love his heart. I love his determination. I love his grit. He's just that kind of guy. More of an old school running style, which I absolutely love. Um, And I also understand why some Ohio State fans say, no, Mayan Williams, not that. Don't put him in. Even if the offense runs better with him in the game than with Travion Henderson, put Henderson in. He's more the big play type, type of guy, which is what we need with this offense. So I understand both. But from your NFL draft perspective, as you analyze the film, what do you see when you watch the film of Mayan Williams? I mean, first and foremost, we're, it's a perfect timing because we just got some spring grades from the NFL. And I would say that official size on Mayan Williams kind of illustrates it perfectly, I think. He came in 5'8 and 7 eighths, so he's sub 5'9". He's 233 pounds, Jay. <laughs> he wasn't a spring man. He is just... Similar to what everyone loved about Damian Pierce last year when he came mm-hmm. out of Florida is mm-hmm. a lot of what you're going to love about Mayan. Mayan is incredibly physically put together, jacked. I mean, the kid is definitely not missed a workout and in tenacious run style. He runs through contact and he seeks contact and he has incredible lower leg drive, breaks tackle, second effort runs. I mean, just go watch the Notre Dame game in the fourth quarter. Notre Dame was winning that game throughout the majority of that game. Third quarter, Buckeyes took the lead. And the whole fourth quarter was just Mayan Williams running the clock out because he just has that second effort running style that you absolutely love. And it's why a lot of people, a lot of NFL teams really liked Damian Pierce last year. So I think that he is a player that a lot of NFL teams are going to like because he's a grinder. He's physical. He's a guy that's going to play downhill. He's not incredibly creative. He's not going to make a ton of guys miss in the open field, but he's going to run through a lot of tackles and he's going to block his butt off. He's going to be a pass protector. So there are some limitations. There's no doubt, no creativity, and he's not a pass game threat. He just hasn't been at Ohio State at this point, but he's a physical downhill runner who's dependable and he's going to be able to block his tail off. So those things are going to stick in the NFL for what it's worth. And I think, as you said earlier, NFL teams will just like him because of what you just said. You're going to like the things that he does well and the, the things that he does not do or maybe the Buckeyes don't try to do with him. They're just going to say, hey, we don't have to worry about that. We'll yeah. bring you into our team. You'll make the roster. You'll be in the running back room. You may not start, but you'll play every single game. You'll get your touches as a running back. You'll pass protect for the quarterback. You'll just yeah. be a solid piece of the pie. And, Ryan, I do believe, even though we go from really like college view to NFL view, you need guys like Mayan Williams in your running back room. You need that kind of guy, that kind, kind of grit and kind of determination to just do whatever you ask him. Whatever you ask him to do, he's going he's gonna to do it. But I do see the limitations, which might be why Ohio yeah. State's like, hey, we're not going to have you go out for numerous passes because that's not in your wheelhouse. We'll ask you to do what, we, what you're good at, and so be it. So I'm hoping, Ryan, the kind of role player that he is, I hope it translates to the NFL. I think it can. I think that this is going to be a player that's viewed as a low upside, high floor type of player in the sense that we see it every single year, Jay. The James Robinsons, the Damian Pierces, the guys that are day three or undrafted free agents 
come in. And while they might not have this crazy upside to be the Saquon Barkley's of the world, they're just good players. Like, I mean, it's just, it's what it is. So it would, I be surprised if going into the 2024 NFL season, if Mayan Williams is a lead ball carrier for a team, but just has a little bit of some limitations to him. I wouldn't be surprised at all, man. He's physical. He's dependable. He's downhill. It's what NFL teams are going to gravitate towards in that role. It's just people just need to understand that that is going to limit his draft valuation a little bit, right? I just mentioned Damian Pierce, who's a fourth-round pick. I mentioned James Robinson, who was an undrafted free agent. Both players ran for 900-plus yards as, as rookies in the NFL because they are very dependable and they're good backs. But it's not going to be a guy that's going to be drafted in the second round just because there are some limitations. But at the, at the floor – is that he's a dependable player that's going to make a roster. He, he has six-round grades right now, fifth to six-round grades in NFL circles. That's what you're looking for. And that's not a shot against him. That's a shot against him being a running back that doesn't catch the football. That's what the shot is. But at the end of the day, I would be surprised if we are entering the 2024 NFL season and Maya Williams is not on a roster. Who'd be shocked? I think he has a very high floor in that regard. This episode is brought to you by Billiards Plus. Billiards Plus has the best selection of pool tables, game tables, shuffleboard tables, and more. And the best service in Central Ohio. Billiards Plus also can set you up with a brand new top-of-the-line grill that will last for generations. We all know how hard it is with the supply chain issues this year and getting certain things shipped on time. So when it comes to ordering that one big gift for someone you love... Check out Billiards Plus and get there early this year. Billiards Plus carries the best selection of pool tables from Brunswick, Alhassen, Canada, Billiards, and more. Plus, top-of-the-line grills from PK, Napoleon, Memphis, and La Griddle. That will be the last grill you own. Seriously, these grills stand the test of time. No matter the season, Billiards Plus has you covered for all your indoor and outdoor entertainment needs. Visit their showroom on Dublin Center Drive in Dublin. Check them out at billiards-plus.com. Billiards Plus, family owned and operated for generations. I'm with you. So, Ryan, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of curious here. When it comes to Mind Williams, we did the kind of frame look at physical body frame of Henderson. You say 5'8 and 7'8, 233 pounds, spring grade. Can he play at that 233 frame in the NFL? I would like him to be a little lighter than that, to be honest. I mean, could he play at 233? Yeah, it's possible. I mean, he could just he's just going to be a, mu a muscle hamster. Like, that's just what he's going to be, right? But, like, I would like him more in the 225 range. Like, trim a little bit, get a little bit more sleek, a little bit more ability to change direction, a little bit more explosive. It'll only help you. I mean, what's the big difference between Mayan Williams at 225 and Mayan Williams at 233? Both guys are going to be able to break tackles. Both guys are going to be very hard to tackle. Like, that's just kind of the point blank on it, right? So I would like him to lose a little bit of weight because, again, it's not that it's bad weight. It's not that he's, you know, fat or anything like that. Like, he has eight pounds of bad weight on him. But, again, I just don't think there's a huge – I don't think that 233 is that much more power profile than what he would be at 225. So get him a little more explosiveness, a little more ability to change direction. I think 220 to 225 would be a lot more – a lot better for him kind of transition the NFL. And I'm, I'm sure he will be that because – Running backs always trim weight going into the combine stuff because yeah. they want to run fast, right? And that's going to be one thing that people are going to look at and be like, eh, he might run 4.65. Like, he's not going to be fast, right? It's fine. He doesn't have to be fast. He just needs to test well in other areas, though. Jump high, explosive stuff, the short area. That stuff Mayan William needs to excel at, and I think he has a chance to. And he's a senior. 
So he's going to be eligible for the Super Senior Bowl, for the East West Shrine game, for those NFL All-Star games that will be big for his evaluation as well. Did you just say muscle hamster? Like, I'm trying to get this muscle out hamster, of my head. Yeah. I've hamster, never yeah. heard that ever in my life, but someone, it fits, it fits very well. I think was, was it Maurice Jones Drew? Was it Maurice Jones Drew that was the muscle hamster? Somebody was the muscle hamster. Possibly. Man. He was like 5'6", wasn't he? He was a short guy. Yeah. One minute. Oh, no, it was Doug Martin. Doug Martin was the muscle hamster. Okay. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Maurice Jones Drew was not, I did not make that up, man. I did not make it up. <laughs> it's someone's nickname. <laughs> Ryan, you could have fooled me. You said 40-yard dash time, about 4.65 for Williams. Let's go back to Henderson. Where do you think his 40 is going to be? Uh, I mean, if he's healthy, four four flat to four four two somewhere in that okay. ballpark. He's gonna be fast, okay. man. He's gonna run. Yeah. He's gonna run. He's gonna be like two hundred ten yeah. pounds running like four four flat. And be like, yeah, he can he can get up a little bit. He can eat the scoop. Do you think him at two ten? Now this is projecting more so in the future. Two ten yeah. for Henderson at the combine. Positive or negative for him amongst the NFL scouts that are there? Oh, positive, positive. Two ten's fine. Like it's solid. And for his play style, a guy that's going to run in the four four flat range, it's good. That's good. You know, like I, I mean, even if he was two oh five, I'd be like, it's fine. It's totally fine for his play style that it is. But if he shows that he is a little bit more of a ability to break tackles in twenty twenty three, and he's maybe two fifteen, I mean, would that help him a little bit? Yeah, it would help his play style a ton. But if he's the same, he's if he's similar to what we see in the first two years, and he's a little bit of a feast and famine running back, if he's two oh five to two ten. That's totally fine. Like, there's no issues there, I don't think. Last thing here, Mayan Williams. I think you said he had a sixth ground grade yeah. from the spring grades that came in. Once right. again, June 14th is the, day of, is the day of this recording. It's a draft that was on August 1st of this year. Where would you, Ryan, draft Mind Williams? Fourth to fifth round, somewhere in okay. there. I'm, gonna, I'm an early day three player on Mind Williams because, again, there are some limitations, but he's going to be a dependable player, and at worst – he's going to be a backup running back and play special teams for me. Cause I know for a fact that Maya Williams is going to go down on a kickoff and knock somebody <laughs> head out. Like there's no doubt about that, that he's going to be a really good coverage unit guy. So Maya Williams will make a team in 2024 and I would draft him somewhere early on day three. Ryan, I missed the days when you could actually go down and destroy a guy on kickoff. Now they're adding in kickoff rules that I'm not the biggest fan of, but it's the NFL. They're trying to protect players. And I understand where Roger Goodell and the other people that are in that office in the National Football League where why they're making these rules. I don't agree with a lot of them, but why they're making them. Ryan, if you could let everyone know where they can follow you on Twitter, where they can catch the first team, and also anything else you're doing right now. Um, busy recruiting time as well. I know the Notre Dame recruiting cycle is busy right now. Yes, yeah. June is a very busy month. Multiple weekends that are fully just – recruiting weekends guys that are going to be on campus so recruiting stuff is going to be wild no doubt but just go to rise and draft uh, uh at twitter r-i-s-e capital n draft on twitter you can follow the first team on any of your favorite podcast platforms on the believe podcast network we have been diving heavy into summer scouting already really breaking down a lot of great players are on tight ends right now so kate stover is actually a guy that we are watching this week which will be fun time and a fun conversation so rise and drafts riseanddraft.com make sure to follow along and appreciate you all as always for following along and guys you can follow me on twitter at jstevens07 if you want to email me send your email to jstevens317 at gmail.com this will not be the last time ryan's on the show this summer looking to get him on to discuss Ameka abuka and marvin harrison jr and julian fleming 
and Cade Stover. They've already done a show scouting JT Toy Maloa. If you want to go back on the first team podcast and check that out, go do that. We'll also have Ryan's analysis here on that on Tui Maloa and even Jack Sawyer and other guys on defense here on the show throughout the rest of the summer. This is Locked on Buckeyes here on a Thursday, last show of the week. We'll be back on Monday. I'll see you next time.